Hello? Hello? So what, no fucking ZD now? <laughs> Don't make me laugh. Hi, welcome to You Know That Episode. I'm Trev. And I'm Victoria. We're two friends who watch too much TV. We break down iconic episodes of good shows. And bad. And explain why we feel the way we do. Today we're talking about Season 3, Episode 22 of Gilmore Girls, titled Those Are Strings Pinocchio, which aired on May 20th, 2003. This is my pick for my fave Gilmore Girls episode, and it's just such a pleasure. It was a really fun one to watch. Like, yeah, it had me laughing. It had me tearing up. It was just like one of those episodes. I feel like it has such a good like mix of every like quintessential Gilmore Girls. Yes. You get a lot of really funny stuff with the town. There was like a town hall meeting Richard and Emily being kind of bitchy but also being really sweet you have Lorelai and Emily going at it a little bit like you have Suki and and Lorelai dynamic and they're like so excited about the inn and it's just like a, it's oh, such God. a good quintessential episode yep. and I mean we'll get to it eventually but like this the Rory speech is one of my favorite moments in the entire show me too if not my favorite moment yeah, I, I just it just makes me so happy. It, I'm so proud of Rory so many times in this episode, which is not something I can say consistently throughout the series. Right. Like this one, this uh, one makes you feel like really proud of her and she's really so happy grown for up. her. Yeah. This is like she's such a grown up in this episode, more so than she is even in later seasons. Yeah. She really makes decisions that aren't always easy. I've been thinking a lot about the revival and how we're going to have to talk about that. And there was a moment in this in this episode that made me immediately be like, oh, my God. <laughs> um, and we're, we're going to talk about it. But um, before we jump all the way into the episode, we need to talk about two Gilmore Girls related hot topics that I okay. have. The first one is the results of the Kirk poll that we posted on the Twitter account. Ugh. And the results are that we do, in fact, stand Kirk. Um, thank you all for voting. <laughs> Whatever. You're all fucking haters. No, you're the only hater out of everybody. And I'm right. Um, anyway. I'm moving, right. Moving into our next hot topic that's Gilmore Girls related. <laughs> we need to talk about the fact that Kelly Bishop has a new show that nobody is talking about. Yeah, what, what channel is it on? Um, Freeform? That might be why nobody's talking about it. I think that's what it's on. What's the name of it? Do you remember? I'm I'm trying to find it right now. She's New so pretty. Show. Also, she looks phenomenal in this episode that we just watched. Okay, it's called The Watchful Eye. Okay. And it is on Freeform, like I said. Okay. It just started on January 30th of this year. Have so you been watching it? Hasn't been a lot of time to watch it. I have not been watching it. I just found out about it. Um... I don't recognize anybody else on the cast. Yeah, I watched the trailer because you had mentioned it. And I didn't recognize anybody in it other than her. And it feels, she, from what the trailer is saying, she's giving like an Emily performance. She's giving an Emily performance, but kind of like a more dark version of Emily. Yeah, drunker. It says... Elena Santos, a young woman with a complicated past, maneuvers her way into working as a live-in nanny for an affluent family in Manhattan, where she quickly learns that everyone in the mysterious buildings has deadly secrets and ulterior motives. This sounds like kind of a response to only murders in the building. In the building. Yeah, mixed with Knives Out. Yeah, like very of the time. Yeah. Which isn't a bad thing. I mean, I'm always down for a murder mystery. I like her. She's like, if she's in it, there's guarantees that it's going to be funny. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll check. I'll probably check it out, maybe, if I yeah. have some time. I might, too. But anyway, those are my two Gilmore hot topics. Um, Those are good ones. I, I like, I just like her. I'll watch whatever she's in at this point. Me, too. She's oh, a great also, actress. We're not going to talk about Last of Us for 20 minutes again. No. But. The last two episodes ripped. I haven't watched the most recent one yet because we had plans when it came out. That's fair. I want to watch it this weekend, probably. phenomenal. Highly recommend uh, Melanie Linsky, one of the greatest actresses of our times. That's all I'll say. 
I, w- I watched the one, the first episode that episode she was in. Episode four? Yep, I watched episode four. I have so not good. seen the follow-up one. You're going to love it. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, I love I can't Melanie Linsky. Hear... I-, I can't wait to hear what you think about it. I mean, but... I can already tell you what I'm going to think of it. Melanie Melanie Linsky never fails. She really doesn't. She never she... fails. She's just so talented. I hope one day we talk about Yellow Jackets, which I think we probably will. We definitely will. Uh... I haven't finished it. I've seen the first couple episodes, and I loved it. I just haven't subscribed to Showtime. We are also going to be talking about her when we get to the L Word, because she has a small yes. arc on the L Word where she plays a love interest of Alice. Oh, oh my I God. love that. Oh, my God. It's such a good yeah, episode. Okay. Holy shit. I, but that's all, that's all I'll say, especially because you haven't seen it. But, yes, love yeah. it, love it, love it. Continues to just keep getting better. Again, highly recommend listening to the podcast that the creators are doing. It's just so enlightening. Definitely. And if you like behind the scenes stuff, it's it's just so cool. I, I, I think I'm going to have to give it a listen. Yeah. And the episodes are, they range from like 35 to like 50 minutes long. So it's it's a good, it's like digestible. Okay. But that's, that's enough of Last of Us. Any now. other hot topics you want to touch on? Uh, Not really anything for me. I haven't like... Last of Us is the main thing that I've been watching. Um, I haven't caught up on Abbott. Like I said, I would. I lied. Oh, my God. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I've got going on. Okay. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the only other thing I would really talk about is Love is Blind Behind the Altar. I oh, mean, yes. I saw, the you, altar. I saw you posting about this. Okay. We need to talk about the fact that season three of the show is so far... I think my second favorite. I really enjoyed season two of the show. For okay. anybody who likes Love is Blind, my ranking is season two, season three, season one. Okay. And that's my, all. My worry about a show like this is that it that feels so heavily reliant on a gimmick. Which it feel, sounds like it is just the premise of it. It's really, to be honest with you, at first the gimmick feels really heavy handed and you're like, oh my God, there's no way this would ever work. Yeah. But then you start to like get really invested and the stories that happen after they leave like the game show part of it, like there is a part of it that feels very game showy. Yeah. But then the parts after that is when it starts to get really good. Okay. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. My worry was like, is it only good the first time? No, it's really good all three times so far. I've really enjoyed it. But anyway. Anyway, Gilmore Girls. Gilmore Girls. So let's jump in. I love this episode so much. We need to start with the episode title. Those are strings, Pinocchio. Probably my favorite episode title. Um, I think, like, I just think it's always funny to reference Pinocchio. Yeah, it's something funny. It's so, it's so, like, indicative, like, it's exactly it what the like title dialogue. needed to be. Yeah, it's exactly what the title needed to be for this. And like, app. spoiler later on, it is dialogue. Mm-hmm. But like, it just it feels like it would just flow out of them really easy. I also just like I love Pinocchio. Pinocchio scares me. What? Uh, Pinocchio, I find to be a very scary movie. What? Like genuinely, you did not just say that. No, I genuinely feel this way. I. I think Pinocchio is a really scary premise for a movie. One of the scariest scenes in a movie is in Pinocchio, and it's when his the boy transforms into the donkey. Oh, yeah. That is, is scary, one of actually. The, That's traumatizing. It is one of the scariest scenes in any movie because you don't see it happen. You just see the silhouette of it, and you see Pinocchio's reaction. And then you see, like, the end. You see the beginning, you see the silhouette, and you see the end, and you hear Ugh. the noises, and it is so scary and i it's a gnarly movie why did we watch that as children because it was disney it's just what it was just what something that you put on because i mean especially the early disney stuff it was so heavily it was like just it wasn't explicitly for kids you know what i mean it was just like i mean and i say this i say this but then my own mother scarred me at the age of like six years old when she used to put on grease like i had no business watching (laughs) these fucking teenagers make out in a car like at the, the age of like five my and most six. watched movie is me kid. too. My mom would literally no put wonder it on. we're gay. No, no wonder we're gay. Like mom, this is your fault. <laughs> yeah, I. But yeah, <laughs> Pinocchio I find to be like a deeply uncomfortable movie. I find, and like I'm 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 out of touch with Marvel now. And believe me, uh, this is going somewhere. I promise. 
I'm out of touch with Marvel now, but one of my favorite things that they've ever done was for the Age of Ultron trailer, which was the second Avengers movie. Ultron sings, uh, I've Got No Strings. Mm-hmm. And, like, it's this really creepy, robotic voice singing it. And it oh. makes sense with the character of, like, this out-of-control AI robot. Okay. And it is such a scary, like, concept and such a scary use of the song. I love it. I haven't seen the newest one by Guillermo del Toro, but I know I'm going to love it. Wow. But Well, I mean, you're, like, speaking another language to me I know, right now. I know. <laughs> but I'm sure that there's at least one listener out there who knows <laughs> what you're so. talking about. I mean, if there's not, it's fine. Sometimes fine. this is what happens. Listen, it's... this is our podcast. If you don't like it, get your own fucking podcast. <laughs> Truly. And it's just, like, yeah, I, I love the title. I think it's funny. I think calling Emily and Richard strings in the relation to Pinocchio is is very funny for a lot of reasons. Yes. Okay, so we open on Lorelai and Rory walking to Luke's with their huge backpacks. Classic. They're so annoying when they bump into the troubadour and they like completely interrupt him and they're like, "We love the song, but anyway, you're in our way." <laughs> <laughs> them training to go backpacking is so fucking funny to me wait not me googling what is backpacking and then realizing they're kind of wrong about what backpacking is i like, yeah i i, I think, would never do it i think what it all it really means is that basically all the stuff you're bringing on your trip can fit into a backpack and you like stay at cheap lodgings but like yeah i don't really think it means they have to carry that around with them all around the city like i think they could just leave it at the hotel well i think it's well later on they say hostile well, I watched it a little bit into the next episode. Oh. <laughs> and they say that they stay at hostels. So oh. I guess it's like a safety thing it could be. I also this I'm just I've coming from me. I would never do this. This is I, just of no interest to me. I mean, I've gone hike I love hiking. And so yeah. like the backpacks that they're using, like these are the they're kind like of backpacks, backpacks that people use when they go on like Long hikes. Long ass hikes. Like when Lorelai is thinking about doing it in the revival, this is the kind of backpack she brings. Yes. Yeah, I don't know. I think, I mean, it's just they're very out of touch people. They're silly. They're silly. Lorelai looks great. Lorelai literally predicting that Luke would propose to Nicole on the cruise. I, uh, the whole through line of this episode of them talking about this cruise. First off, cruises are deeply not romantic to me. I don't find them romantic either. Like, right? it just reminds me of, like, old people drinking. Yeah, it's just, like, I don't want to be... It's, like, just, like, yeah, deeply unromantic. I would say, like, a, like the car trip... Like, the road trip aspect I could see being romantic, but the cruise is... The thing that they're focusing on is the cruise. I don't like it. I, I would never go on a cruise again. That's not for me. I've never gone on one. I don't know if I would or not, but I don't find them to be inherently romantic. But anyway... I feel like she's trying to sabotage him, even if she doesn't realize it in the scene. I mean, she does kind of get at that in the later part of the episode when she's like, oh, no, now I made you scared of commitment. I'm so sorry. Like, why did I do that? Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, no, no, you were right. And he thinks that that's going to be his gateway into getting her to admit that there's a reason she said all that, but she doesn't say it because she's fucking Uh, annoying and she's a Taurus. We have one more season to go. I hate her. I'm so annoyed by that. I know. It's just like, especially knowing how, how, what we know. Yeah. You're like, come on. It's so obvious. It's so obvious. I just want to hit her in the head with it. Like, but it's also like quintessential Gilmore girls. It is where they're not saying what they, they're so respectful. Yeah. Almost of what the other is doing. That, like, they don't want... He, he doesn't want to step on her toes. She doesn't want to step on his toes. Right. There's so, there's such a politeness about how they talk to each other and how, like, obviously in love with each other they are here. Where right. it's like, when finally they do kiss, which we talked about last week, they're like... He's like... There's just, like, there's no politeness about it. It's just... He needs... They need to do this. I think to me, what really stands out also is the part where he's like, um, I guess I was just scared of nothing then. And she's like, yeah, I think that's what it was, too. Um, but uh, then when he walks away, she looks at him and like, yeah, looks very wistful. Like she's thinking about there's how, so much going on in her. head. Yeah. Yeah. There's she a wants lot. to say so much. Yeah. I think she really does. But uh, um, one day, oh, man, one day soon. Um, uh, the inn. Wait, 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 wait. 
What? We're not we're not ready to move on yet. There's one more thing that we need to talk about, which what is are they... one of the cutest like little moments that I love and I just want to highlight. When Rory's like, oh, Luke, you know, you don't have to come and everything. He's like, no, no, I want to be there. I feel like I've been through this journey with you. And she's like, good, I want you there. Oh, my God. That's like, her dad. That's her stepdad. And he, like, also, graduation on a weekday feels weird to me. I agree. That's like, weird, right? Yeah, I mean, he had to, like, literally not go to work in order to be there. He's a king. He, oh, my God. Luke in this episode, Lucas. like, how how are you not in love with him? How could someone not be in love with Luke after this episode? <sighs> I don't know. He cares so much about Rory. He cares so much about her. Um. All right. And then we do cut to the end. Luke is scared of spiders. <laughs> it's so cute He's how so he cute. Like, keeps going on and on about how he walked into a cobweb and Lorelai and, and just, Suki are just like, you don't understand. Our livelihood depends on this. Like, could you move on? And they're just not letting him finish. Right. What he's trying to say. Their collective pessimism is so funny. They're like, <laughs> oh, let me guess. Like, the roof is caving in. The floorboards are rotted. Like, he's, no, no, it's all fine. Like, everything's fine. It's going to cost you a little money, but you're Yeah, it's good. all, like, cosmetic things he's describing. Yeah. And then I have to admit, Kirk made me laugh with his line about silent death. They're like, so, Kirk, did you find any mold? He's like, did you mean did I find any silent death? <laughs> he's funny. I'm sorry. He is. I liked he when is. he ran away. I liked when he ran away, too, because it was funny. <laughs> <laughs> Not because I'm mean like someone. The inn is a steal. The inn is a steal. And, that's and then all they're that like, matters. the inn is a steal. We are such great businesswomen. <laughs> <laughs> Every woman in this show, specifically in this episode, is a terror on the people in their lives. No, everybody hates them, but simultaneously <laughs> loves them. It's... Suki is a terror. She really Lorelai is. is a terror. Paris is a terror. Emily is a terror. They're all terrorists. It's cr- they are uh, like nightmares to be around. Complete it- monsters. Specifically, Paris is a monster. Oh my god, we need to jump to that. So they cut to they cut to um, Chilton, and everybody's filming like a goodbye video. Which let's pause. Did you film a goodbye video for your high school? Because I didn't. Absolutely not. I I mean the most we had was a yearbook. Yeah, we had a yearbook, and th- that was it. I find this fascinating. I want to yeah. know what other schools do this. I've never heard of something like this. Uh, it seems very weird. Yeah. So the girl right before Paris and Rory um, is like saying goodbye to the janitorial staff. And like Paris is like, does she need medical attention? <laughs> <laughs> I fucking She's love right. her. She's right. And then um, there's this moment where they're like talking about how Rory's a valedictorian and she has to write the speech. And, and <laughs> Paris is like, let me just stop you right there. I really don't care if you're the valedictorian because actually I did some research and it turns out valedictorians have shitty lives afterwards. She's just, it's like, she, I don't even think she's trying to be mean or bitchy. It's just, yeah, she's just she's delivering just a fact. like that. And like her literally predicting that Roy would be a girl boss failure later in life. <laughs> Is it sent me? I literally had a mo- a light bulb moment where I paused and I was like, Paris Geller was so right about everything. You know, right now, Rory Gilmore is like writing some girl boss Buzzfeed blog. No, like, if Rory Gilmore were up. a real person, she would be part of that article that's going around right now. That's like, we need to talk about the girl boss failures of the modern. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. She's a failed girl boss. She, she really na- she's is. Not, you know who's not a failed girl boss? Her mother. Fair. Paris. Paris. Suki. Successful girl bosses. We stand. We stand. We stand a successful girl boss. Not this flop bitch Rory. But we love her in this episode. <laughs> that's our daughter for one episode. That's our that's our that's my daughter for this episode specifically. <laughs> I stand her and then it imme- it ends as soon as the episode is over. Oh my god. Okay, so then it's Paris's turn to film and she's like, um, A V Geek, I'm gonna need six minutes and he's like, You're allowed to. She's like, Rolling and I would love to see all six minutes. Me too. I guarantee it's some of the funniest things I can imagine. I completely agree. I, I, I would pay her. to see that footage, even though I it probably doesn't got exist. More of her in this episode. Me too. Although I really loved some of her moments towards the end that give us a tiny, tiny glimpse into her home yeah, life. Yeah, what we do get is really phenomenal. Yeah. Um, and then over at the Independence Inn, apparently they only have one guest in the entire inn. I forgot about the fire. I love the fire storyline, especially Tobin. 
I just yeah. remember that's his name when he comes and he interrupts the little dynamic that they have with Michelle and Michelle gets jealous. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, I forgot about the fire completely. So this was like, like rewatching this again, I was like, oh shit, yeah, I forgot that they were like going through it. Yeah, so this is post-fire and they only have one guest in the entire inn and the, <laughs> Michelle and Suki are standing at the front desk talking just, like, about talking how bored they about are. Him. Yeah, and then Lorelai's like, guys, no bickering in front of the guest. <laughs> The single fucking guest. The single guest. And then Emily and Richard call. Oh, uh, and, and there's... <laughs> Richard is, like, narrating his walk to the couch. It made it's... me laugh out loud. Me too. It was so funny. <laughs> I, like, Richard has, as a character, compared to the pilot especially, has so come into his own by now. And I just find him so funny, everything he does. Me too. Like, every... I laughed out loud so many times at things he did in this episode. Yeah, he's hilarious. And it's just cute. Like, they're so silly. And they're they're expecting pushback when they say that they want to get her a car for as a gift. But they didn't get it because... And as this is my note. Lorelai is literally like, in the same sentence, will be like, I hate my parents and their stupid money unless they're paying for my daughter's school and buying her a car, which I cannot afford to do. This is exactly how people who come from money act, though. She's fucking annoying. It I, is I, so annoying. But it's like, they're so shocked that she's not arguing with them about it. She's like, yeah, that's a great plan. They're like, a win is a win. I don't... I, yeah. It's, and their faces are... They're so gagged. They're elated. Richard's face especially is so emotive. Exactly. Um, But yeah, them talking on the phones, sitting next to each other, makes me it's laugh cute. every time. It's it was so cute. cute. They're just a cute little couple. Um, and then back at the Independence, did we ever find out what happens to the property after the fire and after it closes down? I don't remember it ever. Being I don't remember again. any specifics, but they she mentions when she tells Jackson and Suki in the next scene that it's like selling or something like like that they're fucked. Uh, she says that they're they're closing it and possibly selling. I think so. I think that's my best guess is that right. it just kind of gets sold off. As, like, some, I don't know, vacation property or something like that. Okay. That's my guess, because I don't think they get into specifics. Because they're kind of, right. they're like, whatever. Who's asking? And it's like, they didn't know people like us were going to be here 15 years later. Like, reviewing it. And yeah, they're, like, getting into it. specific detail about a 40-minute episode of, like, light <laughs> television. And it's like, well, what happened to the fucking chairs in the inn? This is important. Uh, we like, care. Listen, we care. It's also, you know what? Some little fan filler fic, like we've talked about in the past. Maybe the people who own the Independent sold a lot of the stuff off to... The Dragonfly. The Dragonfly, because it's, like, going to get repurposed anyway. So Aww. maybe it gave them a good deal, like a new life. That's my that's my wrapped-up pretty version. That makes me feel nostalgic. Right? It's nice. Imagine Lorelai celebrating, like, a couple of end tables that they had in the Independence Inn and being like, oh, this is a touch from where I began. Yeah, exactly. Like, especially she's so sentimental, and we see that in this scene where she's talking to the son of the owner, where right. she's like, she's like, I grew up here. Rory grew up here. Like, this is, it's so important to her. That's definitely something she would do is ask to yeah. have some of the furniture or something from like, and pay for it obviously and then they'd probably say no just take it we don't need it yeah. um but yeah she's 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 hugely sentimental we see that throughout this whole episode which is another reason I like really like it yeah I love is her. we see everyone kind of at their softest yeah um okay so then Lorelai basically finds out that they're gonna be selling the Independence Inn and yeah. closing it down and then she goes immediately goes to. <laughs> Suki and Jackson's house with like a bottle of champagne and a bottle of sparkling non-alcoholic <laughs> cider for Suki who's pregnant and is like let's celebrate the fact that we lost our jobs and have no income she <laughs> tricks them like any good wasp would <laughs> you know Jackson's like wow that is great yay <laughs> and he's like as your vegetable uh supplier producer, supplier I'm fucked too yeah <laughs> and it's just the whole scene is so funny Suki specifically is really good in this episode. Oh my god, Melissa McCarthy needs to get more recognition. Truly, I get we can't do this. Every time we do this. What? She, she has She is underrated. She is not. She is. No, she isn't. <laughs> How many awards does she have? She has two Oscar nominations. She's one of the biggest comedians alive. No, no, but that doesn't make her rated. It just makes her She is like nominated. appropriately rated. Like people like her. 
I don't think she's rated enough. <laughs> she was on TV. She's been on TV. Like, people love her. Listen to this. She's only won 31 awards, and she's only been nominated for 107. Bitch, that's a lot. <laughs> that's 31 a lot. out of 107? That's more than you or I have. She deserves over 250. That is so... You are just truly pulling that out of your ass. <laughs> She's been... <laughs> it's my fucking podcast, so I can't You're crazy on. for that. She's literally been nominated for two Oscars, and she has two Emmys. Like, she is doing fine. Ooh, and she's starring as fucking... She's Ursula. Artist in <laughs> Emmy history. What are you Googling? Okay, stars with the most Emmy nominations and or wins. Is it like Julia Louis-Dreyfus? I'm going to kick it off with my mother and wife. Julia is starting the list. Can you hear me? Hello? Hi. I can't hear you. Oh, no. Uh, You're back. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay. We're kicking the list off with my wife and mother, Julia Louis-Dreyfus. As to be expected. Seinfeld alum has earned 26 Emmy nominations and claimed 11 wins. That's so crazy. So Period. deserved. Over deserved three shows. Deserved each and every one of them. Each three and every decades. One of them. Number two is Tina Fey. 45 Emmy nominations. That makes sense. But How many wins? She's taken home nine awards. It's a lot still. That's still like really good odds. Ted Danson. 18 Emmy nominations, but he's only won twice. That's Both still- times... We're for cheers. That's still a lot. Especially winning for the same role t- twice. That's kind of wow. crazy. Oh, this this list is not in order. I'm sorry. Cloris Leachman earned 22 oh, nominations. Oh, yeah. She has a ton. How many does Betty White have? Wait. Heidi Klum has 23? Yeah, probably for hosting. Isn't that more than what I just said for... Um... No, is it Julia like 30 or something like that? Or 27? Because she was nominated had 26. for 26. She was nominated for like every season of Seinfeld, almost every season of New Adventures of Old Christine, and every season of Veep. Yeah. So that's um, probably, honestly, she's probably nominated for every single season of each show. Seth Myers has 27. Larry David has 28. That makes sense. Stephen Colbert, ugh, he has 41. Jesus Christ. Allison Janney, yes, mother. She has 15. But she's taken home seven. Wow, that's, that's great. That's really good odds. That's an amazing win to oh, nomination ratio. Bitch, I can't wait to talk about the West Wing eventually. I want I want her to be in more stuff. She's so You know underrated. what? You give me so much shit about shows I haven't seen. I mean, I've heard that the West Wing, I'm really not missing much. It's a political drama. Like, what you am I are, missing? You would love it. Just because of Allison? No, because it's all snappy dialogue with like political intrigue and interpersonal dramas there's some people who told me to watch it and then there's some other people who told me i'm not missing much i i genuinely think you would love it all right it is so it's such a good well-rounded show with such a it's an ensemble like no other and that's your shit you love that i do love it guess how many lily tomlin has oh oh isn't it like 40 or something like that? 25. Fuck, that's still so many. Guess how many Betty White has. Oh, that's a lot, right? Just guess. 32. Mm, 21. Okay, I'm, I always overshoot because I just uh, conflate. Right, like, because you know why? Most people are underrated. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> Betty White is not underrated. Guess how many Lucille Ball has. A this lot. is going to shock you. This is going to shock you. Actually, seven? 13. Okay. Yeah, how long was I Love Lucy on for? I Love Lucy ran for eight seasons, I think. That makes sense, son. Oh my god. I don't think I don't think Melissa McCarthy is underrated. I think she's doing really well for herself and is one of the like faces of modern comedy in like modern comedic acting. All right. I just <laughs> think all women all I think all women deserve better. <laughs> I, I agree, but I think some of them are still doing pretty well, you know? Yes. <laughs> All right, fine. Fair whatever, enough. Whatever. Let's move anyway, on. Anyway, she looks hot in this episode. She does. She looks so pretty. I love when she smiles. Me too. It's just like, she really, she has like just, she's such a movie star personality. 
Yeah. Which makes sense why she eventually transitioned to being a movie star. She's just so... It's just endless charisma. All of the girls are looking hot in this episode. Yeah. Emily looks good in this episode. Like, her hair is laid. Emily looks hot as fuck in this episode. Uh-huh. Uh, Lorelai always looks so deep. Lorelai looking so un- good. Un- unfairly sexy. Yeah. I Luke mean... Luke looks so hot in this episode with his without his hat later on. Rory's rocking the short hair look. She looks really good. And I love the dress she wore to the graduation. Me too. But anyway. All right. So we go to the town hall meeting. I hate Taylor. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I, but you know what? This scene made me happy because everyone else seems to hate Taylor, too. Yeah. Um, he's like, we need to talk about a partial elimination for the deer problem. <laughs> and, and, and the funniest part is him being like, this completely random garden. And then every single one, they're all like, that's your garden. They're like, we know you, you idiot. Yeah. What? 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 <laughs> like, they're just so... <laughs> I, I also they're just flabbergasted love, they're flat me too <laughs> miss patty is like has no energy for him she's like she cuts him off she's like okay all in favor of tabling this issue forever and permanently <laughs> okay taylor's opposed next yeah meeting and adjourned dean is there dean is there you know what's so funny when maury is like this is a trumped up problem maury you're ahead of your time sir did he did he coin that expression no trumped up is a thing okay Trumped up is like, uh, like trumped up charges is in, is a term where it's just like uh, invented, kind like just um, invented for like a, a modern sp- phrase. No, I think it's a little. Uh, it's like it's modern, but not like contemporary. Mm, okay. You know that what I makes mean? Makes sense. Yes. But yeah, it's just like a a fake charge or fake thing to. What's it called? benefit you or bolster your side of things got it okay that makes more sense yeah but dean looks a little cute in this episode this is giving okay when rory walks in and talks to lane and gets like the prom pictures and stuff 300 that that made me laugh because she's like what's this it's my chicken piccata what's this it's my chicken piccata after one bite I, um, I love Lane. I'm sad that I'm sad that Lane wasn't at the graduation. Me too. And I, I think feel like she should have been. I think she should have been in that empty seat between Lorelai yeah. and Yeah. I agree. One hundred percent I agree. Um but I asked myself, why is Dean being such a dick? And then I was like, Oh, because this is pre wedding to Lindsay and he's still not over her. But it gave me such whiplash from last week's episode where they literally oh my God, yeah. <laughs> where like, they have sex. It's so awkward to see them be nice to each other knowing they really aren't over each other in the slightest. This is where our format bites us in the ass. Exactly. Because <laughs> we're like, wait, what? It's, like, it really oh. is like whiplash sometimes. Yeah. But uh, Dean and Rory, this scene is sweet. I think it's sweet. It's kind of hurtful. Like, Yeah. It's in sad. A way. But it's, yeah. it's... The thing is, I wish that their relationship had stayed like this. Un- like a little awkward, but very sweet. They they still care for each other, but they still want the best for the other, and they know that it's not them. Yeah, I feel like we w- I feel like that would have benefited Rory so much in the long run of having a friendship like that. Yeah, that was so intimate at one time. Because it's nice to see them be nice to each other, yeah. and it kind of gives us like that pang of yes, like, exactly. Oh, it's almost sadder longing. because they're nice to each other. Yeah, it's like they're nice to each other, but there's still that longing between yeah. them. And Rory just does a nice thing, and she wants to get them something sweet for the like something useful. Yeah. And this has one of my favorite Rory moments when she mentions the knives and how yeah. that she learned from Suki that it's important to keep your knives sharp. Uh-huh. I love the little tiny moments and like the little droppings we get of like things Rory learned from like her extended family, like the village that raised her. <gasps> Gosh, I you know. know what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah, just I know like, what you mean. And we get that when. Lorelai mentions earlier, like, Rory grew up here. Like, this is where she probably learned how to walk and all this type of shit. And, like, Suki taught her how to sharpen her knives. And she learned all this stuff from helping throw weddings at the inn. And it's just, like, it really... All, it highlights how much everything is going to change in the next season, which is... Exactly. It and it pieces together the character we have who gives that speech at the end of the episode. Yeah. And it makes her make a lot more sense. And it's really, it's, it's like, just it's a really perfect cathartic. little line to show. Yeah. It's really cathartic. And it is a perfect line to just, yeah, really express who she is. 
and how much her upbringing has shaped her up until this point. Yeah. It's just sweet. I love, and this, it's moments like that and that are sprinkled out this whole episode that make it my favorite. Yeah, I agree. And like the next, the very next scene where it's like, um, Lorelai and Rory and Suki back at the house and they're like tailoring her dress for the graduation. And Rory finds out that they're not going to buy the, the firefly because Lorelai lost her job and she doesn't have the money up front. Yeah. Um, and Rory's like, I'm going to change my major to like business or, um, engineering, engineering. And she's like, no, you are not changing your major from journalism. And I just want to shout out every mom out there who lets their kids study in art. Yeah. It's so, or whatever they want, actually. whatever they want. Yeah. We need to shout out moms that let their kids study whatever they want. Exactly. And it's like, it's really, I love them both. I love them both because they really just want to help and they want the other to be able to achieve their dream. They love each other so much, and it's so. They nice support to each see. other more than a daughter should ever support a mother. She is yes. Rory's mother in this moment. Rory, Rory is would mother. do anything for Lorelai <laughs> to get her dream, even if it means hurting her own dream. And it's just like a child shouldn't have to do that. But it is so. It's so sweet and so heartbreaking that she is like willing to. Yeah, they're and then so she, close. Yeah, and then they kind of have a fight about it, and Rory stomps off, and she's like, "Where are you going?" She's like, "I'm going to rail at God for a while." And she's like, "Tell her I said hi." Ugh. <laughs> yeah, they're just uh, even when they're fighting. Like, I mean, for now, lot obviously later on they'll. It's fight like more. not even a fight though. No, it's they're more just like, like a frustration at the situation. They're not. Yeah, they're not mad at each, each other, other exactly. at all. Ex- exactly. They yeah. want. They just want what's best for everyone, even if it means not being the best for them. Rory definitely laid awake at night that night and thought about what she would need to do in order to make both of their dreams happen. And when she came up with the solution, she went straight to Richard and Emily, As which is su- yeah. the very next scene that we get is her the morning of her graduation saying, we need to figure out the packing. We have way too much stuff. Bitch, 12 books. When are you even going to have time to read? Why You're does she need a dictionary? Across- She's going to be backpacking across Europe and she's bringing 12 books. I mean, I thought I was ridiculous for bringing one book when I went to Europe with my grandma. Why does she need a dictionary? She's ridiculous. That is so confusing. I can tell you right now, it's because number one, they didn't have e-readers. Number two, she reads these crazy ass books and sometimes she's going to find a word she doesn't know. And she's the type to get annoyed if she doesn't know the word she's reading. So she'll pause, look it up in the dictionary and then continue. I only know that because I'm kind of the same way, except... (laughs) I do it with my phone, or if I'm using my okay. Kindle, I'll like long touch the word and find the dic- the dictionary definition. That's but anyway, fair. But either anyway, way, still, either way, excessive. twelve books, twelve books, just bring one. I say t- two is the limit. I'm cr- I'm like boggled by two. I just think it should be just one. Let me explain. You so finish my... one, you can start the other. Well, yes, I say you bring one that you know you like. You know that's just gonna be nice. You're, it's going to be an easy read, like a favorite, something that's comfortable. And then you either bring one you haven't gotten to yet, or you buy one in the airport or while abroad. Yeah. Because while abroad, you could get one that's different. And like, like I know, I see people uh, and I know people who like collect a certain type of book. They're like, oh, I buy like every version of Lord of the Rings that I see because I love that book. And I like how different, many different versions there are. Right. So it's like, okay, I'm traveling to France. I'm going to buy, I'll buy my favorite book that, like a version of it there. So that's why I say two. Like you buy one, you bring one that you love, and then you buy one on the way as like a souvenir slash I'll try and read this one day. Yeah. Or you bring two books, one of them that you know and love, and one of them is a new one you haven't read yet. So if that one yeah. sucks, you can fall you got, back on the exactly. other. Exactly. I say two is the limit. Back, Keep it in the backpack. And then suitcase is just a small duffel bag. Okay, fair That's enough. That's how I travel. Fair enough. But yeah, All right, 12 next. is fucking nuts. 12 is insane. And she tries to come for Lorelai with three tubes of toothpaste. Lorelai is bringing something you are going to need. Yeah. Like, you don't need 12 books, bitch. Especially as... if they're going on as a vacation as <laughs> long as they're planning. And then they have the nerve and the gall to complain about the weight of their backpacks. You idiots. They're going on, like, months-long vacations, it seems. Uh... <laughs> because they leave after... They leave around the time of the graduation from high, from high school. Right. They don't get back until like almost a couple weeks fall. before they move into college. Yeah, like it must be so August when they come back. Month so trip. Wait, no, no, it's not. They fit. When do you finish school? June. You finish school yeah, like in June. May, June. Okay, so June, July, August. That's two months. A month. 
two let's months. Just, let's just say they get back. Like mid to late August. So a yeah. month and a half. Yeah, a month and a half. Okay. Three twos are toothpaste for two people? Well, I don't know. Maybe they're the type to brush after every meal. No, I'm not saying it's a bad thing. I think it's good. I think that makes more sense. That's shocking, though. It's a lot. It's a, They're just bad at packing. Not me. <laughs> yeah, I think that the thing that we're realizing here is neither here nor there about which items make more or less sense. The fact is they suck at packing. Do you think Amy Sherman Palladino, if she heard us talk about this like this, she would, like, have us sent somewhere <laughs> she would literally pull a paris quote and be like do they need medical attention she would send she would send us like a cease and desist <laughs> she's like you two need help we do we do need help amy <laughs> um we need your help to help us understand yeah. why the fuck she packed 12 books <laughs> i need your help and by help i mean bring back bunheads. <laughs> oh my god okay um anyway next scene next scene um Rory shows up at the Gilmore residence and Emily Richard, is, Emily is she so is funny. such a dickhead. I love her. She, he's no, like, her. who is it? And she's like, my X-ray my vision, X-ray isn't, vision working isn't working right at now. the moment. What? I, I no, but the way I, I would literally I, say some shit like that. Absolutely. That's, All that I is, do is give my partner attitude. That is quintessential new England, sarcastic ass yeah, behavior. Exactly. That is, that is the sarcastic ass new Englander. That and then you will he's never... immediately like, the thing is, he's not wrong to ask because he's like, I didn't know. Maybe you had, you were expecting someone. Like, he's well, she's at... like, no, I'm not expecting anyone on the day of our, our daughter's graduation. Like, use your common sense. He's a man. No, I'm 100% on Emily's side. I mean, me too, but it's just so fucking funny that she's I, it so It is hilarious. Quick. It is hilarious, but at the same time, I recognize it 150 million thousand percent. Absolutely. If there's one thing about me, I'm going to give attitude <laughs> and sarcasm to anybody who asks Anybody and everybody. Questions. I'm giving sarcasm. I'm giving Period. attitude. I can't help it. Period. I don't know I'm doing it half the time. Um, do you think that they resent being treated like a personal ATM by these two women? I don't think so. They deserve better. I think, well, yes, I think they deserve better, but I also don't think they resent it because I think, I think at the beginning when Lorelai makes the deal, I think there's a mild bit of resentment, but they're also getting something they want out of it. And they are doing it. They're getting it again this time too. Yes. And I think at the end of the day, I think they would, if they had a better relationship with Lorelai at the beginning of the show, I think they would have just done it and not expected anything because that's their granddaughter. They would, I mean, and they have the means to, so why wouldn't they help? Right. And the fact that Richard says that it doesn't need to be alone yeah, makes me just, feel like, yeah. I think if she went to them and said, hey, we're in a, we're having a hard time figuring everything out and didn't even say, here are the, here's the deal. I'll do this for you if you do this for me. I think if she just said, I need help doing this, they would have just done it. They would have because Richard's literally like, no, it doesn't need to be alone. Um, yeah, he's being a good but, grandpa. Yeah, I, Rory fumbled the bag, truly, because I, the yeah. way my grandpa offered to pay for my education, I would have been like, thanks, grandpa. <laughs> As someone whose grandpa paid for, like, a good amount of my college classes, yeah. Like, that's just not, it's just, a, those were my Christmas gifts. Period. Yeah, and oh it's, it's, yeah, it was re- in high school, I took college classes through the community college, uh-huh. and my grandpa paid for them. Oh, my God. Yeah, it was really sweet, and I, I love didn't have to take classes in college. That's amazing. Uh, a couple of them. But yeah, so it's like, I think, I don't, I don't think they resent it because I think they would be happy to help her anyway. But I, I think they have respect for her where she's coming at them like an adult and saying, I understand this is a lot to ask, so I'm willing to do something for you. I, I think that she I was, know you want. she was definitely raised the right way and she was definitely raised by Lorelai and that's why yeah. she's doing it this way. Not to expect handouts. Not expecting handouts and I know that it's truly because of how she was raised. And 100%. It, she hints at that later on in her speech too and she talks about how her grandparents are her pillars that raise her up but ultimately her role model is Lorelai. Yeah. Like th- this set that up perfectly. They, 100%. She relies on them for support like she would a pillar but ultimately, the way she went about solving the problem that they were both facing was 150% Lorelai. Yeah, she's seen it work before for her yeah. mother. Why wouldn't it work again? Right. And I, one of my favorite lines is uh, when they ask, does Lorelai know that she's doing this? And she says, no, this is my thing. Yeah. I think that's my favorite, like one of my favorite lines in the entire show. Because she's just like, she's taking so much personal responsibility. I'm so proud of her. And I, Yeah, I'm so proud of her. In this moment, because it's just, she knows that, and she, like she, when she explains it to Lorelai, she's like, "This is this is a way that everybody wins. 
the, and the then grandparents Laura- <laughs> get what they want. You get the in. I get to go to college. And then Lorelai's like, well, just once, I want me to get what I want, you to get what you want, and them to get nothing. And she's Roy's such a brat like, for no reason in this ep- for about like in that scene. She's, she's fucking th- annoying in this episode. I... Lorelai almost let her grudge against her parents stop her from accomplishing her lifelong dream and stop her daughter from getting if a that paid is for not... Ivy League education. Is that not the most New England shit I've ever, you've ever heard? No, that is just stubborn Taurus ass bullshit. Yeah. I love it though. I love her. I love it. I it love her me so laugh. much. I would it made die me for laugh her. Laugh out fucking loud when she does when she said that too. Um, but yeah, I I just I love Rory in this scene. It's I one of the Rory few scenes where scene. I just I don't feel complicated about her. I just me like either. her. I just like her. And I I like how Rory and Emily see her in this scene because they are mm-hmm. they you could tell they're so proud of her. Even when he's like, hey, if journalism doesn't work out, you can come work for me. You've got an eye uh, eye for deal making. Right. And she's like she's like she has she's like proud of herself it's very sweet it's just cute it's a cute scene and then sorry no you're fine it's late it is for me at least no no it's 5 50 and i just i finished with work and i'm kind of tired um (laughs) okay so we cut to the graduation and i love this scene so much like prop this is probably in my top five favorite gilmore moments is just the graduation scene it's so like i love the dynamic of all of the different friendships and family relationships that we see explored we see you know lorelei and suki we see the two guy characters we see jackson Uh. and and luke and you know they're kind of out of place at like an ivy league institution they're kind of being fuddy-duddies talking about the fucking cost of insuring the building and (laughs) what the it's oh. just, I love that. And I then, love seeing. I like Rory, Rory in Paris too. Yeah. It's like, I just love all of their interactions in this episode. Especially in a show like this, where there is such a large cast and so much of them are like segregated from each other. Right. It's really fun seeing like Rory, like Emily and Richard in the same shot as Jackson and Sookie. I agree. And like, like later on at the, near the end of the episode when, they're ta- they Luke and Jackson ask about what it would be like to insure this place and they are getting into it and it's just like it's fun to see those little moments it makes the world feel that much more real right and I think because being it's like it's, not a pairing that we would normally yeah, see exactly and I think that's the beauty of this not being like a sitcom yeah like a traditional sitcom where you get these really like world buildy moments yeah <sighs> okay Ugh. um Anyway, Lorelai's being very obstinate when she's complaining to Rory. Because Rory's like, come here, I have to tell you something. Yeah. You're going to get the in, blah, blah, blah. And she's like, well, I just want them to get nothing. And it's like, girl, <laughs> let it go for Pick one minute, choose. please. Pick go, and choose go. your battles. Right. Like, you're losing the battle. You're winning the war. Go get your in. Stop whining about it. Like, just accept the fact that you have rich parents and stop complaining. Yeah, just let them help your daughter. Yeah. Let them but do I- this for you. I do love the scene where um, Paris sees her nanny and her nanny siblings. That was really sweet. It's really sweet. I I really like the Paris moments we have. And seeing, like, Paris is a really interesting character because you obviously her parents aren't there, her her biological family isn't there, but she's not sad. She, she seems, yeah, she, she, she knows understands the, peop- the people what... who care about her showed up and she's right. happy that they're there. Yeah. Like her, she knows her nanny loves her. Yeah. And showed up and is proud of her. And like and when brought she all walks, of her kids. Yeah. When Stop, she walks te- across the get, stage, they're so happy and they're exciting and they're cheering for her. And she's, there's not a moment with a lot of characters like Paris where they come from like affluent backgrounds and are harsh. And you have a moment like this where their parents aren't there for something. They have, like, a sadness in their eyes, even if they're happy that people did show up for them at all. Yeah. Paris does not have that. No, she's, She's like, so self-assured. Yeah. She's self-sufficient. She's self-assured. She, I mean, she knows who her support people are. And exactly. she leans on them when she needs to. But for the most part, she's fine. She's not making herself a victim. And she knows that the people who love her are what matters. And if someone would, if, if someone wanted to be there, they would have. Yes. And, Sid, and, and Christopher and is a good example. Let's talk about Christopher. That. Period. Christopher that was my next there. note. Christopher, Christopher nowhere not, to be found. Fucking nowhere jackass. To be found. Nowhere the to be found. Complete jackass. jackass. You couldn't make it to your daughter's graduation. Which Drop is why, everything and go, you fucking prick. Which is why Luke being there and then the Dad. Fight, it, that's exactly. Even Jackson being there. 
Jackson being there as the uncle, Luke being grandpa. there as the stepdad who stepped Richard up. Richard is there as, like, obviously Grandpa's the, there. the grandpa. But, like, it's, and then, so cutting to, like, what is it, season five or something like that? When you have Christopher and Luke get into this fight. Where and Christopher's Chris- like, where were you at her graduation? Where yeah, were you Luke, after yeah. her graduation? Where Luke were you? Luke is like, I moved her into her dorm. I moved her out of the dorm. I was at the graduation. I did this, 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 and that. And it's like, he was there. He, yeah. since day one, even without, he didn't. That's her, that's her dad. That's her dad. Period. He didn't go into this relationship with Lorelai and, Lor- and Rory expecting anything. Right. He just, he just did cares it out of about the them. kindness of his heart because he cares about them and who they are as people. Because he knows they're good people and he loves them. Exactly. So that's what makes him such a good father figure for Rory and why for this whole show, that's who her dad was. Even when Christopher's there, he's not really her father. He's just some guy. Yeah. And it's like, Christopher not being there is such a good example. And again, Rory doesn't seem sad that we see that Christopher's not there. She's like, I know who my dad is and he's at my graduation. Yes. She doesn't feel like... um, that's another reason I really like Rory in this in this in season three in general. She feels very sure of herself and yes. like similar to Paris, where she's like she she's very confident in the decisions and the people she has in her life. Right. And I think we see that too when she talks to Jess late, uh, quote unquote talks to Jess at at the end of the episode. But we'll get there. Yes. Okay. Um. So finally, she spots Richard and Emily, and they're like. <laughs> Go, they're like talking about a seating issue that is non-existent sometimes they, they are, are so they are annoying sometimes obstinate. yeah they are annoying at times um chris christopher's not there and they highlight that again but then suki is like i want to take pictures and she's just such a hot mess like i really love her she keeps going back and forth and at one point she's like i was here before a lot of you and then the next time she does she's like i'm not like this she's like okay i'm like this i suck i get it <laughs> <laughs> Um, um, the graduation looks really small. The graduation looks pretty small. I guess it's just one of those, like... But I guess that makes sense. Yeah. It's like a super Tiny private school, private school. So. yeah. Uh, and how yeah. can... how I don't get how Lorelai can be mad at them when she literally has to thank them for, like, making her lifelong dream come true. Like, I don't I would know. Be, I would be weeping in their arms. I would be like, thank you so much. Rory just told me what you did for her. Like, I love you guys so much. Thank you. Like, I know that's I not their relationship, but I just... Brat. Yeah, she is being she's a brat. She's just a brat. And, like, again, she doesn't want handouts in the same way that Rory doesn't. And it's like, ah. And Rory explained it's not a handout, but. Yes, it's a transaction. Yeah. But anyway. Okay. But I, well, I, yeah. I think she's also worried that Rory's getting caught up in something that she may not. Recognize, which she is technically right. Yeah, she may not be prepared for. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just, I think there's right and wrong. In her reaction, but she's definitely overreacting at the end of yeah. the day. So then Paris kind of has a brag moment about one of her nanny's kids as if it's her sibling. And it's, it's so really cute. sweet. And then... Um, this kid is giving the his kid, speech. Yeah, he gives a name a name drop. Sondheim, name, Sondheim drop. name drop. Yep. Um, and then one of the funniest lines <laughs> in the entire episode is from the mean girl. And she says, come on, Brad, go out a winner. Go out a winner. Oh, <laughs> made me and it's like even rory makes a face and she's like oh brad and it's like you know you're a loser when rory feels bad for you oh my god <laughs> oh it made me it, that whole interaction and scene made me chuckle the me too that was funny um i just love the part where they're all talking about who's crying who's not crying i love when oh. luke is like I'm blubbering you guys are freaks like, i literally I just... sent you a picture of me crying yes you did and i, I... This is like this is my favorite scene in the entire fucking show. I I because it's, it's so good. I think I love it so much because I hate Rory so much of the time. Yeah. So then when you have a moment like this when she is genuinely just like likable, so likable and kind and she feels like a teenager but a really grown-up teenager. Yeah. Like the speech is so self-serious in a way only a teenager could write something like this. And so melodramatic, understandably, because it's a big moment. It just feels really fleshed out and so real. It feels so grounded and real. Yeah. And. But you know what I love about Gilmore Girls? They will literally make you 
cry within an inch of your life and then two seconds later send you into hysterics hysterical laughing because that's literally what happens in this in this exact scene luke is like crying they're all crying and you're crying and then all of a sudden emily's like um lorelei where is she she's like mom i don't know she's the one in the robe and of (laughs) course it's gonna make you laugh when it's fucking so sarcastic and like just so (laughs) can i tell you the part that really got me so hard was when she mentioned specifically because like obviously we know she's uh, so close with um Lorelai her mentioning Emily and Richard killed me yeah specifically seeing Richard like tear up he was so proud of her he was never this proud of his own daughter he's so proud of his his granddaughter it's so fulfilling for him probably to have this experience because he never got to with Mm Lorelai and seeing him tear up like that it just it got me together yeah. and then i mean seeing jackson and sookie and all of them seeing crying luke and, is what always makes me uh, tear up a little bit because that it's it, so it just, proud it's the stepdad of it all the yeah. stepdad of it all i just really i love it i love yeah. her speech it's so quintessential rory it's funny it has a lot of big words it's so overly sentimental yeah Ugh, I, they got their fucking it. in too. They got like, the in. It's just, it's such a good scene. Everyone everyone gets what they want. I love this fucking episode. And then we find out Rory graduates in 2003. Yes. And so after the graduation, Luke approaches them and Lorelai tells Roy that he cried. And he's like, the building's amazing. And she goes in for a hug and he's like, and so are you. Oh. <laughs> that's her dad. That's her dad. Stop. Stop. And it's also so, like, specifically, Luke and Lorelai waiting for Rory together with none of the other ones around. Mom and Dad. It's so not subtle. It's so not subtle at all. She And then Rory leaves to go answer her phone call or whatever. And she, Lorelai says, thanks for coming. It meant a lot to her. Bitch, you know. You know. You know you wanted to say something else. I uh no and the and then him saying like oh with Nicole I don't know about that cruise because the timing's not right and things are kind of weird bitch just say you're in love with her it's and that then she's easy. like just it's literally that easy just admit you're in love and he th- and then she's like no I think you should do it I'm sorry I teased you about it like I know that's why why you're not doing it and he's like no no it's because of something else um bitch but you were kind of right about that too you know what i mean like maybe i realized it is kind of like committing to her and she's like well that doesn't matter like you should commit to her you like her don't you and he's like well i do but like do you think it's okay considering everything and it's like what the fuck did he fucking mean by that (laughs) that was his first time truly admitting or like hinting at i think the dynamic between them i think that was his first time ever actually boldly saying it with words hinting at the existence of something between them i 100 agree he says you think that's okay considering and then he breaks like he wants to like he wants her to finish his sentence but she doesn't so he says everything and she's like yeah i do dot Ugh. dot dot so she's like he's like you think it's okay considering the fact that you have feelings for me and she's like yeah I do because I'm not ready to act on them. That's what that's how that's those exactly sentences would is. have ended. That's how those sentences would have ended Ugh. if they were talking it out. And he's like well okay I guess I was probably nervous about nothing. And she's like yeah I guess I think that's what happened too. He wanted her to stop him from going so fucking badly. 100%. Oh god. It's infuriating. I hate I hate it, but I love it. <laughs> Oh, God. Anyway, okay, so then fucking um, Richard and Emily are like, okay, Rory, time to give you your gift. It's the one with the bow on it. And it, turns. it made me fucking scream. I literally cackled. It like, gets me fucking every rich time. people. What the They're fuck? They're truly rich people are crazy. And then, not the Leo DiCaprio name drop by Emily. It's the one Leo DiCaprio drives. Like, it's oh, so funny. I love poorly. her. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And then, um,. Just fucking calling Rory on private is so annoying. Grow up. Oh, want to know something crazy? What? This episode is older than Leonardo, Di- Leonardo DiCaprio's current girlfriend. Are you shitting me? She's, yeah. This is a 20-year-old, almost Stop. 20-year-old I'm, episode. I'm grossed out. I'm really grossed this out. This episode is going to be 20 years old in May, and she's currently 19. So it's the same age at the moment. I'm, like, speechless. Uh, But, yeah, Jess calls her. 
Jess and she knows her. it's Jess, even though he hasn't said anything. He needs to grow the fuck up. Luke and Jess need to grow up. But I'm so happy Rory stands up for herself. Yeah, neither of these men know how the fuck to handle their emotions. No. And she stands up for herself, and she's so... And she's so vulnerable, too, in yeah. this conversation. She, she, she admits, she's like, I think I loved you, but, like, you didn't treat me right, and you didn't handle this right. And I'm over it. Like, I can't keep doing it. And it's like, she's so... This literally could have been Lorelai speaking to Luke, though. You realize that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Because it's, they, they mirror each other of these so men, hard. Neither of these men know how the fuck to handle their emotions, and both of these women know what the fuck is up with them. Exactly. Lorelai reads Luke the same way Rory reads Jess every fucking time, and that's why these men can't quit these women. They're, they are each other's soulmates. Absolutely. I, I will stand firmly by the fact that none of the other boyfriends are right for Lorelai or Rory. And this exact episode, if if somebody were to say, do you have an example episode? I would say this episode is a microcosm for both of these relationships. Yeah. They mirror each other so perfectly. Jess is a mini Luke. Rory is a mini Lorelai. They have their differences, but at the end of the day, it's so clear by the juxtaposition of that entire scene with Lorelai and this scene with Jess and Rory. They're meant for each other. Happening right after each other. And the conversations could literally be opposite. It's just, Oh my God. Don't get me started. But you know what? And I'm a Jess stan. Me too. And everybody should know that by now, but. Yeah, but it's just, I'm so glad that Rory does not let Take him his, yeah yeah she doesn't let him keep like opening this wound she she says her piece she's not going to let him ruin this day and i'm i'm happy that she was able to just like let it out and to yeah. not let it fester and heart like become a bigger thing cuz she's it's so hard especially I mean, she's, what, 18 in this episode? I'm so like, proud of her. The, yeah. the number of times we have let stupid-ass people walk all over us at the age of 18. And she refused to let that happen. Oh, my God. She I'm knew proud better. Of her. She knew she was better than that. I'm proud I love of her. it. I love yeah. her so much in this episode. Okay. Lorelai comes and makes everything better. She hangs up the phone and is, like, on the verge of tears. And Lorelai comes and is like, come on, let's go for a little adventure. And I just love that aspect of her a, personality. Uh, she's such a fun person. Yeah, like, I genuinely just, feel safe. When I she watch just her knows scene. how to lighten the mood. Yeah. Effortlessly. She's just like, you want her to like protect you. Um, okay. And then we get a dream sequence, which ugh, this is the way they had all of us thinking. This I was, real. was so pissed. Every time I watch this, I'm pissed. Me too. Cause I fucking forget that it's a dream sequence. Same. I watch it. And I'm like, Oh my God. Yes. Oh, what the fuck? It's so Luke is in his, <laughs> Luke is in his diner <laughs> and he's like standing there closing up shop. And then Lorelai opens the door and is like, don't get engaged. I. And he's like, what? And she walks out and then he wakes up in his apartment. Like nothing about it reads as a dream sequence. Nothing about it. Which makes me so mad. Yeah. Because it just could have happened. It literally could have been. It's exactly what should have happened, honestly. Yeah. Um, Rory is a fucking nerd. They cut back to Chilton and she's like. The Marvel is 200 years old. She's such the, a geek. Like, just commit yeah. a minor fucking vandalism. Yeah, they're going to fix it. They make millions of dollars off of you stupid asses tuitions. Uh, but yeah, I I love the little moment when Lorelai is like, it's not so scary anymore, is it? It's yeah, so... Uh, I just love an end of high school episode. Wait, we need to talk about the way this episode had so many endings, but also so many beginnings. That's what's yeah. perfect about it. You realize that. Yeah, it's that's a perfect, what's perfect middle. Because she ends Chilton, but it signals that she's going to be starting Yale. The Independence Inn is closing, but it signals that the Dragonfly it's is going to open. It's a rebirth. Right. It's, it's at the same time as it's a death, it's also a rebirth because there also the ending of the Friday night dinner earlier this season, now it's coming back. We know we're going to get more of Richard and Emily. The whole thing with like Jess calling and that's his final time calling, but we know it's not his final time calling no. because Rory still can't let him go and finally confess that she loved him for real yeah which is like it just after you say that especially in a scenario like that's like it's not the end and then lorelei the whole thing with like oh um yeah you should you should go on that cruise and you should do all that stuff about the commitment but then we see luke have a dream Ugh. it's all it's all an ending in a big in the beginning it's all an ending in a beginning it's that's what makes it so good and chapter yeah, it's a perfect finale. The, yes, it's so... Oh, I just... 
I'm so proud of Rory and Lorelai and how they handle themselves in this episode. Me too. And I, yeah, it's just, it makes me so happy. It was a delight to watch. Yeah, exactly. And it that's it, exactly how Gilmore Girls makes me feel. Yep. Most episodes make me feel that way, but this one in particular is a, another feel-good episode, like yeah. we talked about last week. It's one of those episodes you watch it, and you're just like, Ugh. perfect. Yeah, I'm just happy. I'm just, I'm ex- happy. I'm just happy that yep. I got to sit here for an hour with my friends. Yep. Ugh. Oh, I just God. like to hang out with my friends in Stars Hollow. I loved it. <laughs> Ah, okay, everyone. Well, that was episode three. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you. Thank you. Um, We are super excited to keep going with Gilmore Girls. We have quite a few episodes left. Yeah, so many. We love it. Yep, we love it. Um, Be sure to um, follow us on Twitter and Instagram and subscribe to the podcast if you're enjoying it so far. Rate it, review it, all that fun stuff. Tell your friends. Yeah, share it around. For next week's episode, we're going to be talking about season five, episode 11, which is the storyline where Emily and Richard find the lost dog while they're divorced or separated, I should say. Separated. Um, It's my, it's one of my all time favorites. It's so good. If you're watching a lot of episodes and we chose a lot of them, honestly, I'm loving our lineup. Me too. Like I was looking at it earlier and I'm like, kind of uh, no misses, all bangers. No misses. No misses. What can we say? (laughs) But uh, yeah. We'll see you next week. See you next week. So be sure to watch the episode if you're watching along with us. Yeah. Thank you so much for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. Oh, my God. He's online. Can he see me? What the hell is she talking about? Who's this? Can I speak to Angelina, please? No, she died.